Bonjour. Hello. Euh, Parlez-vous français? Uh, oui, no. un peu. <laughs> non. Non. Leider nicht. Aber Le Deutsch? Can oh, I oh. Ah, nice, nice. <laughs> My daughter is just good. Ciao. <laughs> Today uh, we're speaking about a thing that has a French name. I don't know where does it even is. Does au pairing originate from France, or why why is it called au pair? Not a clue, but I think it is French. So I think you're right. Yeah. So Olivia, welcome to the studio. You uh, sent us an email saying, "I am doing an au pair." year in Berlin mm -hmm. and uh, would be happy to share yeah. what that's like. What even is an au pair? Well, an au pair is usually a young person who um, goes to a host country, so a different country. And the idea is you have kind of like a, a cultural experience and an excursion and you stay with a host family and they provide you with accommodation and food and the exchanges that you give them like light housework and childcare. Mm. Usually there's a child involved. So you, you're looking after a child. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. And how has your experience been so far? Tell us a little bit about yourself yes. so people yes. get an idea. Sure. Like, who are you? So my name's Olivia. I'm 19. I've just finished school in the UK. And in the UK, you can do something called a gap year. I think you have a similar yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah. Where you, you basically, if you don't want to go into university really as soon as you leave school you can um yeah you can do something and I yeah so I was sitting there last year thinking well I definitely don't want to start university yet um but I I had been learned I'd learned German in school and that's the first thing but I I'd never got to the point where I was comfortable with my German so I thought what can I do I like Berlin and then it was au pair and that's kind of how I got there <laughs> yeah nice. and yeah. then okay you you prepared a whole uh yeah a whole uh, outline of this episode yeah but, but if it go go with the flow if it's go with the flow yeah. well the first thing that like i want to know is did you always know you were going to do this after school like did you know you mm. wanted to do a gap year or how did how did this idea come to your well i i i didn't and um in the so i i want to go to medical school and it's quite hard to get into medical school so i did an application but I, I didn't get any offers basically. So then I, you can either do one of two things. You can choose to go into a different degree and then transfer to graduate medicine, but that just takes years. Mm -hmm. So I thought, well, I'll give it another shot and I'll reapply, but then I need to do something in the meantime, because I'm not just going to sit at home for a year. Um, so then, yeah, because I'd done the German at school, I really, I really love languages as well and wanted to finally get it to a point where I was like, okay, this is near fluency now where I can understand the majority of, of things. And also I didn't have loads of savings <laughs> to spend on like, I don't know. I, I briefly thought about doing like a ski season or something like that, but, but I looked everywhere. I looked firstly in, in Europe because I wanted to do it in Austria, but then as, as there will be a recurring theme in this video, because we left the European union, that wasn't an opportunity. You, we can tell you're a YouTuber, by the way, by you saying as we, We'll see this yeah. video. We're actually. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yes. Podcast, podcast episode. Um, yeah. So I briefly looked at a ski season, but then that was just too expensive. So I thought about au pairing and that was it. And then, yeah. And so who can be an au pair? Do you have to be, I think you have to be young, right? Yes. That's kind of. So in Germany, you have to be between 18 and 26. Uh -huh. And you also have to be, there are a couple of like regulations. You, interestingly enough, you are allowed to be married. But you can't have kids 
for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. Wait, what? How? Why? Because because you're supposed to take care of other people's children, and it's too much to take care of your own and other people's children. Yeah, because I wouldn't trust somebody who like, hey, I have three kids, but I can add another one to the list. I mean, what's one more? Yeah. <laughs> kind of no, more? wouldn't it? Kind of yeah. be easier to just bring one more into the fold. Okay, so you can you have to be under twenty six, mm-hmm. no children, mm-hmm. and then you. But so these things are regulated by law is there like yes so there's quite strict regulation as to what au pairs can and can't do mm-hmm. so there's this transcends into like working hours and everything it's 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 kind of it is an employment but it's more of i guess it's informal you know you're not you're not a paid employee in a sense but you are still working for the family mm-hmm. um but you're i mean they say that you're supposed to be like a a, a temporary family member Mm-hmm. How much of that is true? I'm not sure. But yeah. how do you feel about the term nanny? Yeah. Well, <laughs> if someone calls me a nanny, I'll probably go. Um, sorry, no. Okay. No, okay. okay. <laughs> not a nanny. <laughs> There's two different. But what's the difference? Then? Well, a nanny is a paid employee, so they'll get a salary. I don't get a salary. I get pocket money each month. They uh-huh. call it pocket money, and it's it's 280 euros. So it's not it's not you. Nobody's an au pair for the money or the or the profit because it's it's just you. You can't survive on 280 euros. And the 280 um, is set by your family or? The by... law. Oh, by the okay. law. So all au pairs get 280 per month. And they also get 50 euros extra a month for a language course. And what about like working hours? Yeah. So you can do no more than six hours per day and no more than 30 hours per week. And you have to have at least one day in the week completely free. At least one. At least one. Okay. Some au pairs are really lucky and they get like weekends off routinely. Some not so much. It it depends on your host family. And what about you? So I live um, right in the area here. Actually, it's very easy to come today. And my host family. So I'll tell you firstly about the parents. They're both musicians. Did you check with them that you're allowed? To- uh, <laughs> you know, we reach millions of people. So. Do we really reach millions of no. people? <laughs> no, we don't. But okay, you I'll, never know. No, I'll, I'll um obviously no personal information. Well, all names are changed. <laughs> all names are changed. So family are very creative. Um, parents are both musicians, and they have quite flexible schedules. So they they're often on like business trips and things like that. So what I'm doing is often well when both parents are here, my my jobs are less because they're at home. They want to look after their daughter. Um, when they're on away on trips or doing musical theatre stuff, then I'm I need I'm needed more basically. So I do do more work but they're very they're very good although it it is quite flexible so i can't what one thing that i can't ever kind of know is what i'm going to be doing the next week the next week gotcha. which has its issues sometimes for sure yeah for sure and has the family made you feel like a part of their family or has it been more like very transactional They've really been very lovely. Yeah. I actually live in um, my own apartment. So that was the first oh, thing, which wow. is amazing. Wow. That's, that's not common for au pairs. be rich. <laughs> they're traveling musicians. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, they, they're a really, really kind family. Wait, are they famous? Are they like famous musicians? Um, like pop stars? In the musical theater world, I, I, I think fairly well known, but not like, not like Justin Bieber them. or, or yeah. something. <laughs> But you got lucky. Or the German version. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I've, I'm, I'm so happy with this family. And, and having my own apartment has just been amazing because it means that I 
can just have my own space. I can cook my own food. You know, I can do my job and then I can just go home and Yeah, because normally the idea is that you live with the family, yeah. but I assume that they live in an apartment and there's just not enough space and that's yeah. why. Yeah, that's also the And reason. they're paying the apartment. Mm -hmm. so that's, wow, that's really that's great. Pretty yeah. good. Yeah, you got Nifty. a good deal. <laughs> and so like, I wanted to ask another question about the uh, 280. Um, are you able to like work Additionally, like on like a part-time job aside from there, like are you able to find different ways or are they very, very strict about you not having any yeah. extra source of income? The second one, they they on my visa, it explicitly states you cannot have any other employment while gotcha. you're here. And actually I can't even, I can't be employed by other families or anything like that. Uh -huh. So although I, you can switch families if you aren't getting along well, mm -hmm. which is yeah. And did you mention like how how do you even apply? Like does it go through a central agency or Yeah. So there's two kind of broad ways that you can become an au pair. The first is you can go through an agency. So there are organizations that work by matching host families with au pairs. That wasn't something I did. I used a website called Au Pair World. And I can I can highly recommend this website. It was amazing. Um and it's the way I describe it is it's kind of like Tinder for like au pairs and host families. <laughs> so you make an account, you like put some photos up, you say, hi, my name's Olivia. I'm from the UK. I want to be in Berlin. And then the host families do the same thing. And you just basically swipe through them. And, wow. and if you- What a world we live What a world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because I know my mom was an au pair when she was young. Okay. In which country? In France, I think. Mm. And so that must have been so different. Yeah. So you kind, you guys kind of chose each other in yes, a way. Yes, exactly. So I think what happened was I, I basically just filtered Germany, Berlin, mm -hmm. and then messaged all of them. And there, there wasn't actually many because it, it's, you can imagine it's quite a popular destination for au pairs. Uh, for sure. Yeah. And then how, so first of all, if someone's listening to this and they're like, I'm 17 or 18 or 19, I want to do this. Yeah. Um, how much lead time do you need? Like how much time from you having the idea to you arriving in Berlin? Mm. Well, I needed longer because I had to get a visa. And that's that's the the key thing. If you're from the EU, the, the European Economic Area, and I know this because I recently researched it. So not the it. EU, the EWR. Uh, like in Switzerland? EWR? Yeah, so Switzerland, so EU, and EEA. The Schengen area. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Then you do not need a visa. You can... So you can do it fairly quickly. You find your family, make the contract and just come. Mm -hmm. But for me, I had to be a bit more, I had to plan in advance because I yeah, needed to get my visa sorted, which took about two, three months, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And did they help you with the visa process or was it very independent of like how you have to come to Berlin and do the host stuff yourself? Um, do you mean the host family? Did they help me with it? Um, the host family, but also just whatever organization. Yeah. That... No, not really. I mean, I'd sort of just, I mean, it's quite easy. You go online. I had to go to London. I had to take a day trip mm -hmm. to London to go and get it. But I just made an appointment. Thankfully, I got an appointment fairly early, so I'd even sorted it out before I came. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, they said it. They said it would take like up to two months to come or something like that, but it, it didn't. It was because you have to give your passport, and then they put this picture in your passport, and then it comes back to you. Mm -hmm. And it was really quick. Yeah. And based off of the time that you received your visa, is that when you schedule your trip to Berlin, or did you already schedule your trip to Berlin, and then you were just fingers crossed that you get your visa in time? 
the second one. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, I was hoping and praying that <clears throat> the embassy in London would speed up and get it yeah. in time, and and they did. So yeah, gotcha. so I booked my flight already, and you know we'd already had a day that I was going to arrive mm-hmm. and everything like that. Yeah. And is the total length of your stay is it standardized, or does it just depend on you and the family of? Yeah, so you can either do six months, nine months, or one year. Huh. You can't do longer than a year. Uh-huh. But I think I, I don't think it's very set in stone because nowhere did I ever have to say this is how long I want to stay for. But does the visa expire? Well, they give you a, basically a visa for ninety days, and then you come here and you have to exchange it for a residence permit. Um. And then yeah, but maximum one year. Obviously, if you come here and you hate it. And you're not liking it. They're not going to make you stay mm-hmm. no, until the no six month can, mark. Yeah, no, obviously. you can go home. Yeah. Um, but yeah, usually, well, I thought personally that a year was too long for me, so I settled on nine months, and that was perfect. And from the perspective of the host family, I don't know how, if you know this, but like, what's if someone's listening to this and they're like, "That sounds great. We really need help with our kids." Apart from. The like, if you have a room, I guess you don't have to pay for a whole a whole apartment. You pay for your au pair's food, and and I guess you pay the two hundred eighty euros. Mm-hmm. And what else is there in mm-hmm. terms of expenses or ah, health yeah. insurance? Yeah, so health insurance, they it has to be paid in full by the host family. Um, it depends, I guess, what policy you take out. Um, but I think mine's like no more than forty euros a month. It's not like the proper German health insurance. It's like an expat kind of thing yeah, exactly. that has the basics. There's actually au pair specific insurance policies. Yeah. yeah. I did not know that before coming here. But Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So like if you talk to your host family about this, like what is their incentive to like do this like versus hiring, let's say like a nanny or a babysitter or whatnot? Like why did they say that they were looking for an au pair specifically? Yeah. So a couple of reasons. Um, The first is that if you hire a nanny, you, well, you basically got a full-time employee and having a full-time employee, you're going to have to pay them a lot more. So Mm -hmm. that's, that's the first thing. A lot, the joke is that owner of pair is just cheap childcare. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know, but it's supposed to be symbiotic. For sure. It's supposed, you know, you're supposed to get something out of it and the host family is supposed to get something out of it. And that's the key. Um, Also, you, yeah. If you're a host family and you, for example, have a child who's learning, wants to learn a foreign language. So my um, au pair girl is uh, learning English and obviously having an au pair who speaks fluently another language can help with like learning. Um, Yeah, I tried. uh, (laughs) I once, but this is the thing. If you are a native speaker, the minute you start like having to explain things about language, I was sitting down and we were doing like something with grammar and and I was just like I'm it useless. So I it, can't do it. I can't, I struggle sometimes with English. I know. Here. Someone will ask me a question. I'm like, I don't even know this. Yeah. Yeah. But so how is like your time? I imagine that most of your 30 hours are spent with the au pair girl. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. Um, what do you guys do? Like, do you just all sorts. We we do. Oh, we go to the park a lot. We go rollerblading. We we have just have a good good time. I but mostly my day to day job is taking to school, picking up from school, and then ent- entertaining in the evening. Mm-hmm. Um, we and this is a tip that I would give anyone who's searching maybe to be an au pair. F- 
do find similar interests that between you and in that in the host family's child because it makes such a difference you know if you have to be stuck in a room with a kid and play imaginary games and that's not your thing <laughs> I mean I don't know how how many how many 19 year olds <laughs> want to do that anyway but yeah so my au pair girl's really active she loves going to places and skipping and running and and that was exactly what I was like as a child. So actually, it's kind of a match made in heaven, Aww. which is really nice. Yeah. And has this family like done an au pair um, relationship before or are you the first one they've had? Yes, they have had an au pair before. Her name was, oh, I don't know if I can say. Um, her, she was from the America, actually. Okay. Um, yeah. And I think uh, it's always interesting because you... Um, Depending on the au pair that came before you, they will your host family will have a preconceived uh, idea. idea of of kind of what is an au pair and and what they expect from the au pair. So sometimes, like oh, I don't know, it'd be like oh, Bailey did this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bailey did that. <laughs> it's like my ex used to do so and so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh my God. But actually, no, it's not like that. I mean, I think it, it was a very successful stay. So yeah, it's it's been it's been good. And it, it in, from your notes, I can tell that you also switched host families at some I point. I did. Yeah. Is yeah. it called host family? I'm like my mind is in this exchange student mm. uh, mode where you're talking about your host family and your exchange student. Is it called host family host or family? Host yeah. family. Okay. So I initially wasn't an au pair in Berlin. I was an au pair in Leipzig. The new Berlin. The new Berlin. The yes. New Berlin. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and you came back to the old Berlin. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I I stayed with them for three months, my previous family in Leipzig. But then after three months, we decided to end the au pair relationship. It was on good terms. There was no screaming matches or anything like that. Who broke up? <laughs> you or them? It was mutual. Mm. It really was. It it was just that um well, if I'm being totally honest, I found it quite hard to make friends, actually. That was one of the the biggest problems because being an au pair, you're often hanging out with parents and their children. And it's, I find it it's quite hard to, uh, I guess, find people your own age. You really have to search for it yourself. Mm -hmm. um, whereas here, it's so much easier, I find, to make friends. And, and I've made friends through um, activism as well. So that's been really good. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, yeah, I would like to go into this. I would like friends and finding connections and yeah. stuff like that. Um, how long have you been in Berlin? So far? Since um, March. March. Start March. And uh, we just got here. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. But I, I had I had been here before. And, and what I did in Leipzig was on the weekends, I was taking the train here. Gotcha. And then eventually I was like, yeah, this isn't really working. <laughs> I spent so much on oh, Deutsche Bahn tickets back and forth to, yeah. Now 50 euros, you can go anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Starting absolutely. in May. Um, so when you came here and like on your free time, like, like what, what did you do automatically like when it was your free time? Mm. Like where did you find yourself wanting to go and stuff? Yeah. Um, so the, well, the very first thing I did was I found a yoga studio because okay. I really like yoga and, and I think finding the things that you enjoy and just, just doing that first is really good. And then in terms of making friends, um, I know there's, there's like Facebook groups and a bit like meetups. I think you were talking mm -hmm. about this on the last episode, but, um, you, there are like au pair Berlin groups okay. and 
the idea is obviously other au pairs can talk and meet and all of that. Um, gossip about their family. <laughs> there's a lot of that. Can you believe they did this? I have to work on the weekend. You get the weekends off. Yeah. Uh, yes. And well, for me personally, since I've been here, I've I've uh, joined like the Berlin vegan activist kind of circle. Oh, you're a vegan. Yeah. Oh, nice. Uh, and we got in touch through that and I've made quite a few friends through that. Um, I think though, what I would say is, is you have to be proactive mm-hmm. because... This goes for anyone. Not yeah. Yeah, yeah. This is for <laughs> you everybody. Have to. Yeah. They, friends do not just fall onto your 100%. lap, especially not in this country. No, no, they do not. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> We've talked about it a lot. I know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Side quick side question: How what's the kind of gender uh, balance? Because mm. I imagine there's many more female au pairs than male. I think so. Yeah, it's been traditionally it, traditionally it was more of a female thing, but yeah. now it's open to anyone. So yeah, if you're if you're a man and you want to be an au pair, do not feel like you should be limited. And you're probably at an advantage because I would imagine many many families actually want like maybe male role models or whatever because like i feel like at, at least from what i hear in like kitas and kindergartens and stuff like um everybody's looking for male employees because there's too few do you know what i mean yeah why are you looking at me like that <laughs> no, i was thinking of a joke in my head <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 you can cut this Tell, no. I, I was like all the kids are becoming gay. So they need to wear men influence in their lives. I don't know. I don't understand the joke. But I can see for like, no, no, if can. you're a single single mom. Exactly. That's what I'm a, pointing at. A, like, a strong yeah. male. Re- absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's funny. My, my boyfriend back at home, when I was telling him, yeah, I've got an apartment and I've got um, 280 euros a month and I'm in Berlin. And he was like, why didn't I think about people? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this sounds amazing. That's true though. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm sure that um, a lot of people just don't, it just doesn't cross their mind, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've never thought about, like, this is something I would, de- like, I, I love kids and I love doing that type of thing. Yeah. Like, if I had known this was like a concept, I would definitely exactly. have, like, yeah. looked out for it and stuff. I think if you are young, you don't have any commitments, you want to learn a new language, you don't mind spending time with kids, it's the perfect thing. And also it's not, it's not it does it doesn't cost anything for you which is important for a lot of people as right. well an exchange like a regular exchange student program that you do while you're starting at school usually costs a lot of money even kind of the non-profit organizations like i did it with afs which is non-profit still super expensive yeah. whereas this and part of the reason was that the health insurance and stuff was so expensive and this it's just covered for but back to making friends um so how how because I haven't heard this tip. It it does make sense to me, but I want to hear in more like concrete terms. How do you make friends through being an activist? Like how how does that start? Yeah. So with um with where what I've done in Berlin, the group is called Animal Rights Squares. Little plug there. Anyone wanting to? Uh, we'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. Animal Rights Animal Rights Squares Berlin, and um, it's very easy. They all have like either Instagram pages or Facebook groups, and you just get in touch you just say hi can i come to an event and the great thing about activism is that we always need more activists everybody's welcome no matter whether you can give every week so the the group that i'm with they do two you might have seen these before cube of truths mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they're like squares with screens and mm-hmm. you like t- talk to people in the pub in yeah um who are passing by and um yeah so 
whether you can go one time a week, twice a week, never, or, you know, w- mm-hmm. no matter You're how. You're even welcome if you never uh, come. No, <laughs> no, cut that bit out. <laughs> yeah. So whatever you can give to it. Um, and you just make friends by just, again, similar interests, mm-hmm. you know, um, and, and there's always like a social afterwards. So we either go to this falafel place, which is amazing. Right. Or we go... Um, Care on, to share? It's called... Um, oh, I want to say like Kiev's Falafel. Where is it? Right next to... She's pointing outside Rosa the window. Lu- <laughs> Rosa Luxembourg. Oh, okay. I know which one. Yeah, I often go it's there. It's really often. nice. It's only four, it's four euros, which is so cheap for a... A um, just a falafel classic they call it. If you only knew how times have changed, I used to I used to be in Berlin when there was one year of falafel. <laughs> Back in my day. Well, when you're Those from London, where it's like eight eight pounds. Oh, what's I? Oh, that's not okay. Bit of a side note, but I'll go do it, do it anyway. Um, swimming here is so cheap. I know. Three euros fifty for a swim. Do you know how much I pay back in the UK for like a, a one swim? Eight pounds. Really? How much is that in? Euros. Like, that's like 10, ten euros. Ten euros. Yeah. Ridiculous. The public pools. And they're raising the temperatures again as well. I didn't even notice, but yeah, that, that's yeah, not They nice. lowered them because of the gas crisis, but now they're it's back to like 26 yeah. degrees or something. Very responsible country, Germany, isn't it? Like <laughs> they actually make changes and stick well, to them. I like that. <laughs> sometimes. sometimes. Um, and actually this can lead to my next thing I want to talk about was the cultural differences between like the UK and Germany. Um in two levels, like how has it been for you generally, but also being an au pair and kind of helping raise a German kid. How mm-hmm. has that been for you? Yeah, it's been, there's been lots of cultural differences, more than I expected there to be. Um, what I would say about the German kids versus British kids, I would say that the stereotype of, of uh, well, I don't know if this is a stereotype, but I think German children, the ones that I've met at least, and obviously I'm generalizing here, are really they like following rules like they're not <laughs> yes like, we do they're well behaved <laughs> they're really well behaved kids <laughs> much more than like the, the uh, scallies in in the uk like it, i'm sure you'll have seen them in yeah. manchester but, <laughs> yes, yeah yes. <laughs> um yeah like they like following rules oh i'll tell you a story so i was here in berlin with my first uh host family we con gone on like a day trip and me and the youngest child had come here um first on the train and um we were just alone and I was like we were around Alexander Platz I was like let's have some fun I'm gonna rent one of these lime scooters (laughs) you're gonna hate me for this but (laughs) you get on the front we'll have a blast we'll scoot around Alexander Platz and then we'll get vegan donuts and he (laughs) he goes he goes no two reasons firstly you have to wear a helmet when you're on the scooter and secondly two people are not allowed on the scooter at once that is against the rules and I was flabbergasted. I had never, <laughs> ever. I was like, Why, we were going to have a great time. Tell <laughs> me the kids like, yeah, yeah let's do I know, let's do it. It sounds great. But, oh my yeah. gosh. Um, we did get the donuts though. So oh, nice. Brammable's nice. vegan donuts. Have you been there? Yes. Oh my God, of course. Oh, many many times. Times. Oh, yeah, many times. They're good. Always, always a queue outside somehow. So you've found it quite easy, I think, to uh, simulate and to connect with them, especially since they like or they follow the rules or whatnot. Have you had any obstacles, though, when it comes to the whole like um, watching the child and then trying to relate to them on some sort of level? Yeah. So I would say with my my last family, um, the one in Leipzig, the 
um, the kids were, I think what's made this, this experience of Berlin much better has been that the child that I'm with wants to do, we we have quite shared interests Mm -hmm. and that's made such a difference. And yeah. How old is the child? She is nine. Okay. So... Because it's a good age where you can actually do stuff, right? Yeah. I, I bet if your ch- if the child's like two, it's yeah. going to be a bit I met, hard to find shared interests. Yeah, I met a <laughs> fellow au pair from, I think she was from Colombia. And she um, she was looking after, I think, a two-year-old. And from what I, and she, she couldn't speak hardly any German. It uh-huh. was proper A1, like beginner. And I think she really actually struggled to create a bond with the child because they just couldn't communicate of at all. Course. And she was so young. I mean, I mean, a two-year-old's a completely different ballpark. Mm-hmm. Any, shout out to any au pairs who are listening right now that are looking after a child <laughs> under the age of five. Because <laughs> that's hard. Yes. Yeah. Okay. But so back to the cultural differences. Like, yes. Oh, the, I've actually written a list. You have here. a whole list. Okay. Beautiful. Okay. Let's, let's start with the, the one that never fails to amaze me is the cash culture money, here. Money, 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 money. How you cannot survive in this city without carrying just a bit of cash. It it just is crazy. It doesn't work. We were just at lunch and a colleague of ours had to borrow money from the other colleague because he didn't take credit card at this place. Yeah. And we were just like, Yep, this is another complicated. But now it used to be simple. It used to be like if you have cash, you're good. But now you have the many places that only accept cash or only like yeah. sometimes only accept cash <laughs> and yeah. sometimes they don't that's how the Vietnamese right. like restaurants they have some days they want to accept card and it depends times. but then now you have the hip new places the hip new coffee chefs yeah. that only accept card <laughs> yeah. so either way like yeah you need both you do reliable. need both to, to survive and and actually compared to other cities like like I was thinking this morning I don't I cannot physically remember the last time I saw a British 50 pound note because you just do not need to carry cash mm-hmm. in the same way. Same in America. Yeah. And, and, and actually I don't think it's a good thing. I think, I think I, I feel more vulnerable when I'm carrying cash because it's like this, something that someone could take. First mm-hmm. of all, obviously people can steal cards, but then you can cancel them. Um, and also the, the whole thing with the EC cards, gyro card, what do you call them? Gyro it card? depends. It's, uh, I think I just read an article about this. The official name is Girokarte, Girokarte, but everybody still calls it Ezekarte because that's what it used to be called. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that whole system is like being phased out. It's very complicated, but yeah, basically the credit cards haven't traditionally be, been a thing in Germany. And now they are more of a thing. More people have them because you need them online, kind of, and also because of Apple Pay and stuff like that. But many merchants, many restaurants and stuff don't want to accept them because the fees are much higher. Mm. And the Itzekata, like the, I guess it's a debit card. Like it's not a credit card. It's not run by Visa or MasterCard. It's like just run by regular banks, but Mm. outside of the credit card system. And the fees for merchants are much, much, much lower. Um, And so some places will accept cash and card, but only Mm -hmm. Girokata and not credit card because Mm. it's cheaper to them. But in Berlin, I feel like that's very rare these days. Uh, no i was at the queue (laughs) yesterday um at uh just the post office what do you call it post post depost yeah Yeah. you know and um i got to the the front and i was oh this was crazy so my uh, 
I'll give you context. Basically, I forgot my AirPods when I came from home and my mum posted them to me. And she just, it was a tiny like envelope. And I thought, customs, be cheap. 40 euros I had to pay. Oh my God. You could have just gotten a new pair here. I know. And I got to the front of the queue and I and it, it, they took a month to arrive. That's what you get for leaving the EU. <laughs> I know, yes. The Brexit Suck. tax. <laughs> and I was I was like 13 when they voted for Bre- Brexit and I'm here suffering the consequences. <laughs> like, thank you guys. Yeah, thanks. No, I put something on my Thanks, Instagram. mom. <laughs> no, my parents, they'll be lo- watching this. They were remaining. Listening. No, yeah. yeah, they 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 wanted to be listening. Sorry. I can't but yeah they they did not vote to leave the eu um and yeah so anyway got to the front of the queue it'd been a month i had to pay 40 euros i was not in the best mood as you would imagine and um i got to the front and i pulled out my just visa card to pay nope they only accept ec cards i know and the crazy thing is that the post is even a bank. Like, how can a bank... <laughs> no, seriously, they're a bank. Like, they also run a bank, Postbank, and some people have their account there, and they go there to withdraw. How can a bank not accept credit cards? It is mind-boggling. Yeah. It's crazy. But... So I had to get cash out. Yeah. And, um, and then get back. And then yeah. come back. And, and then I... 40 euros. Yeah, and then I said to her, I, I, was, I, was, I had a bit of a Karen moment. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I said... This has been the worst experience I've ever had. How can I complain? And in goes, life, in my 19 <laughs> years of life. She goes, she goes, what do you want to complain about? And I said, everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, and then I and then I left. Um, and I now have my AirPods. A month later and 40 euros down the drain, they're back. And you have cash now because you yes. remember. Right. Yeah. It's welcome to my world of many complications and irritations with the way that life works here. <laughs> okay, what else? I mean cash, okay, yeah. the soft problem. You just no, put exactly. a stash of cash in your yeah. pocket, you're fine. Um I something I love about Berlin is the cycle culture here. That is just not the same from where where I grew up. People just use their bike in the way that where where I grew up, people would just go in their car. And I, I love that there's great cycle routes and you can get anywhere by bike. Okay. You, you, you're, you're shaking your head, but compared to like the, like the UK, it's a different league. I would That's agree that the, yeah. The, yeah. the cycle culture is here. People cycle yeah. and they go to work using their bikes and other places. The infrastructure is a disaster. Like, but it's still better not than a, month, a lot of other At least places. there is infrastructure. Yes, yeah. <laughs> not a month goes by where I don't read that a cyclist has been killed <laughs> because and often it's even phrased and like because they hit a truck or something like no the cyclist didn't hit the truck the truck overran the cyclist like it's yeah there's a lot of work to do yes do you have a bike or are you renting a bike uh i use just a bike from my host family it okay. actually has a seat on it so i can oh, take nice. my host hmm. my au pair child does the child wear a helmet of course do you wear a helmet of course great always 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 I, I never, ever leave the house without a helmet if I'm going on Even a bike. if you're not cycling. Well, no. <laughs> if I'm walking, <laughs> Definitely the house without a helmet. I know. Yeah. That's Gotta really be- important, though, because also when we're going roller rollerblading, I, 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 I always, when she forgets her helmet, I've given her mine because it's so You'd important. You'd rather die than her. Well, that's just the kind of selfless person that I am, right. really. Right. <laughs> okay. Smoking in bars and clubs, you wrote. Oh, 
I hate this. It, I hate it too. Yeah. It's so antisocial. It, it was a real shock because the very first time I ever went to a bar in this city in Berlin, I I couldn't stay for longer than an, than an hour because by you by an hour breathe. I w- I couldn't breathe. I was literally suffocating, and then my clothes your clothes stunk. always smell yeah. like cigarettes whenever oh. you get home. And then in and then I was in um, Tresor, the club. Yes. Yes. I've been yeah. there once. Yeah, it's not. I, I haven't. I've never been there, but I it, heard it is, that is like not, not one of the clubs that you go to. That, no. no. Yeah. So I was there once, and um, again, so many people smoking. Even though there was even like a no smoking sign, which I don't. I know, know exactly where you're talking. Yeah. about. Yeah, and um, so much and about actually, us loving rules and <laughs> following them. Except when they're in the club. Yes. Oh. Then all the rules are out the window. I see. Yeah, and I was dancing, just doing my my thing, and um. I actually stepped backwards and some I, I burnt my shoulder on someone's cigarette oh. butt. And it was at that point that I was like, yeah. Not for this me. This is this is not for me. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. It's it's like it's weird. The way I describe it to my family is like it's almost like stepping back in time sometimes. Like you're in the 1980s and like everybody's smoking around you and you can't breathe. I just don't like it at all. I recently saw a thing from Airbnb from the Berlin television where it was like an old news report when they first made it illegal to smoke on the BVG buses. And there were all these people complaining like, oh, it was already it was already bad that we had to go upstairs to smoke, but now they won't let us smoke at all on the bus. That's not right. The oh, free country. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's true. Like uh, it's, yeah, things, I don't know, the smoking culture, it has changed a lot, but it's mm-hmm. still in Berlin. And as I've been like, as, People have pointed out to me that um, it's not just Berlin. I was under the impression that most of Germany, you can't smoke in bars anymore. But apparently there's many. Like there's some rule that says that the normal case is that you shouldn't be allowed to smoke. But somehow I think cities and or states within Germany can make their own rules. And so apparently there's like lots of places in Germany where you can still smoke Mm. in bars. Interesting. Yeah. Not a thing in the UK. Yeah. at all it's been yeah. completely phased out same in yeah. america like vapes are a thing but like like actual smoking is very frowned upon and very like looked at like yeah. like ill it's really and, antisocial uh, as well if you're not a smoker and 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 it it can okay i won't say ruin your night but it can seriously cut your night in short yes especially the people that you and you decide to interact with or whatnot too um especially like you don't want to talk to somebody Who's like just smoking and they're just blowing it all in your face? Like it's very hard to inhale that. You know, secondhand smoking is like a thing, and sometimes it's sometimes more dangerous than you know actual smoking. Yeah, yeah. Um, you have no apartment numbers on this. Yeah, this is (laughs) that is a big thing for me too. I don't get why. (laughs) Why hasn't the simple idea of putting a number on apartments hit this country yet? I do not understand. It's all done with surnames. Yeah. What do you need a number because for? Because let's it's say so much you're a friend who's staying at someone's house or an au pair who's staying at your host family's house and somebody wants to send you something and your surname doesn't match up to the surname of the host family, the the post people don't have a clue what it's to do. It's very yeah. confusing. It is very confusing. Good point. I'll, yeah. I'll grant you. It is <laughs> very you. confusing, very frustrating. <laughs> Another thing that I don't like is like, 
So I would personally prefer if packages were left in front of my door and mm-hmm. I'm not there. But sometimes they're not. So you either, like your packages are either given to a neighbor or they're taken back to the post. And that is so frustrating for me mm-hmm. because it's like, I can never get my packages on time or like, like I'm used and maybe it's a trust system, but I'm used to like, if I'm at home, just leave the package in front of me. May I suggest uh, you sign up for Packstation? With the, 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 yes, yes, I've tried. I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> it's very simple. You make an account. I have an account. I, like, okay. I, like they sent me my, the paper to confirm everything. Okay. And so then once you have the account, you have a number. Yeah. And so then whenever you get sent something, whether it's your parents sending you AirPods, although I don't know internationally how it works with customs, but if you order something on the internet or someone's sending you something, they just put your name and then the number, the post number that you get. And they can put that either right next to your, like after your name or in the like, like the address line one or two. It doesn't really matter as long as it appears anywhere on the address. And then as street, you write, Packstation, instead of the street name, you just write Packstation and then the number of the Packstation and then the actual zip code of where the Packstation is. And there's like a list on the website. Like mm-hmm. you can just check what's my nearest Packstation. You just put that Packstation, but you, you can be the ne- a different one next time. Like sometimes I order to this Packstation and then you just get well, a push notification and yeah. you just get a QR code and you pick up the thing. And that way I always do it with everything because even... Like, I don't like people ringing my doorbell and me having to answer at the door. You know, it's just better <laughs> when I'm taking a walk Such a manual to go <laughs> to the podcast. So yeah. <laughs> to go and pick up my my stuff then. I love but that. But if you're not in the house, it's a big, it's it's great because you, obviously you can just have it delivered and then yeah. go and get it. Which and that's great. Yeah. Like my Amazon packages, like mm-hmm. there, there's like an Amazon like like locker. Yeah. And I typically just send all my stuff there yeah but the packstation is that but it works with everything not just yeah. uh, amazon are you from the packstation marketing board <laughs> i should be they should be paying me for <laughs> this yeah. it'll be in the footnotes of this <laughs> podcast okay what else um a pro is that berlin is amazing there's so much to do and yes. there 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 is so much history here i love that i and having people come to visit there's always a museum we could go to or uh, a memorial or, or something to to visit and and especially since Arthur my boyfriend studies history he loves coming here because there's always something that he could do um and that's amazing i love i love that about the city have you guys taken advantage of the free museum days on the first sunday of the month no we haven't but we should that's you a really should. good idea you yeah should, you should yeah it's like the number one thing that i beat myself up about is that Berlin has so much to offer because so, I was on the website recently for the because the first Sunday of the week, uh, the month, as you mentioned, is a lot of museums are free. And I looked through the list of all the museums and there are so many great museums in there. I was like, oh, I do want because I'm not a big museum person, but there were like at least like 10 museums on there where I was like, I legitimately want to go see this place. Mm hmm. But when you really live here without an expiration date, you kind of like, like yeah. well, I'll, I'll go next, next month. month. <laughs> I'll go next month. I'll yeah. go next month. Exactly. It's really, and, and have you like, have you lost the tourist mindset of Berlin yet? Or are you, do you feel you're still in tourist mode? I'm in the, I'm in the happy mode where I, I actually know my way around, which yeah. is great, but I'm still exploring everything for the first time. That's so good. The, the good, the good bit, because it took me a, 
bit of a while to understand like how to get to the nearest like U-Bahn station, what roads link up with what roads. But the best feeling is exploring by bike and then realizing- That's what I say. Yeah. and and i don't know if if this happens to you but sometimes like i'll be on my bike i'll just go for a cycle and i'll go on a road and pop out and i'll be like oh my god i know where i am and And then it links up puzzle pieces just all connect like wow i love it's like in those computer games where it was dark and then you go there and then the yeah (laughs) like the map yeah uh, um that's why i have sometimes like i had gotten dinner at this very fancy restaurant a few weeks ago and I walked out and I was like wait a minute I work right over there I'm like oh my gosh I'm like like I didn't know where we were because I just got into the Uber and just went and I'm like oh my gosh I know exactly where we are I'm like wow it all makes sense Jay's lifestyle just getting into Ubers <laughs> driving to fancy <laughs> restaurants <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah. nice. but yeah um, Berlin is really big and it does have this like like sometimes it does feel like a jungle, like that you can just keep exploring and keep exploring and find new things. It's like, and one of the things about Berlin is people stay in their little like neighborhoods. So there's so much of the city that I have not seen yet. Obviously, because it was in the winter time and no one explores in the winter time. It's like when the spring, knock on wood, when May comes and <laughs> the weather gets a little bit better. Yeah, my goal is to like explore other places because like I never go to places like vetting or yeah. like 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 um what beats or anything like that because it's so far. But like once you actually remember that you still have this freedom to explore, it makes everything a lot more fun yeah. again, and you're reminded why like Berlin's really cool. And also when the sun comes out, the city's different. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm on the the bank holiday we just had. It, there was a bit of sun. I mean, it yes. wasn't even that warm, but just I was just around and people were out and they were together with friends and sunbathing with their bikes. And I was like, this is the Berlin that I yes, signed up for. It's a different city yeah. and you are reminded why you live here. Yeah. Like, especially in the winter time, you're like, why the fuck did I live here? <laughs> and then when those days come, you start to like realize, oh shit, this is a really nice city. Now does... London have that same vibe during the spring and summertime? Yeah, I'd say to mm-hmm. to an extent. But the I think what makes the the Berlin summers great is that you have the the juxtaposition between the 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 I don't know, the 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 moods, I guess. For sure. Yeah. yeah. That's very everybody cool because everyone... everybody steps out of their seasonal depression. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. In a really nice way. They, yeah. They take off their black hat. <laughs> they put on a yellow one or some little Some bit sunglasses, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, everyone. We have three months. Yeah. <laughs> Let's, use Let's make them the wisely. most of it. <laughs> yes. We can smile again. <laughs> yeah. That is very true. Yeah, yeah. I think culturally things start to shift and stuff. Mm-hmm. And... Gym memberships absolute shambles. Oh nice God. Britishism. Yeah. Do you know what shambles means? Yes, just just complete like a mess. I'm speak. I was speechless. Okay. We have a whole episode about it. Do you? Oh. Yeah, he signed up for the most uh, expensive one. I used to. Actually, no, I remember the one with the crazy decorations. The platinum one. Yeah. Yeah, and the mirrors on the walls and stuff. Yes, yeah, that's yeah. John Reed. Well, okay. <laughs> this is this is this is this is why for me this was crazy. So in the UK we have this thing called Pure Gym. And it's like, I don't know if it's hit. I don't think it's hit anywhere else. Or maybe the America, I don't know. But the idea is that no 
nobody like staffs the gym. You go through these like pods to get in. So you like just put your code in. Everybody has a code. You stand in this pod Sounds and then it lets you in. very Black Mirror-ish. Yeah. Yeah, but it's 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 Light Mirror. It's really nice. It's 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 amazing because and also you can buy a really cheap membership. It's like I pay fifteen pounds a month, which is like I don't know, seventeen eighteen euros, and you don't get any of the fancy crap. You but know? we have that. We have like McFit, which cracked you up no, when I first told you about it. This is the difference. It's also a sixteen or seventeen. This is the difference, right? They only do. And I, I've been looking. They only do 12 and 24 month contracts. There is literally no place. I looked forever that just does a short like monthly contract. And and this is the thing. If you are a student or someone on an exchange year or an au pair who's only here for a number of months and you can't commit to 12 or 24 months. What about urban sports? John club? Reed. I looked at that. Yes. Yeah. I have John Reed in urban sports now. Um, Both. Yes. Um why knob helps me budget? <laughs> um, John Reed, actually, they do have a, like, monthly. It's just when you do monthly, you pay a lot more. Exactly. And then that's always yeah. the trade-off. Um, and that's very unfortunate sometimes. Yeah. Too, because so it's it's that thing, isn't it? You want just a monthly membership you can cancel any time that's not going to cost you, as a student, so much money. Yes. And, and, and they just... And I looked, trust me, I looked. I went to Fitness First. Mm -hmm. I went to speak to the guy and he said, and I don't know if Fitness First is the more premium one or something, but I went there mm -hmm. and I said, okay, here's my situation. What can you offer me? Can you offer me just something for like an au pair that's only here until the summer? Mm -hmm. And he was like, yeah, you can get this 24 month contract and then you can cancel it and you'll have to pay the 99 euro cancellation fee. And I was like, what? This is the loophole, right? If you're able to, you make a new bank account. You set this bank account Don't specifically Don't for <laughs> you set this account specifically for the gym. Yeah. And you put your money in there. And then once your time is up, you don't you put ghost it in there. They have nobody to take out. <laughs> So if you ever come back to Germany, you go straight to jail because you have 5,000 euros of debt that you've never paid. Yeah. That is, uh, <laughs> look, if you try that, guys, don't, <laughs> don't come for me, but it's just an option out there. <laughs> the yeah. No, I looked at Urban Sports Club, but but even then, I think. So, Urban like, Sports Club, we should explain it's yeah. an app where you pay a monthly fee and then everybody, like all the different gyms and sports clubs and yoga studios and. You get swimming different. pools yeah. that participate you get to use all it's like a flat rate for all the different yeah. things which is a cool idea but like also Pricing. very expensive very expensive so the, the one I looked at I think was you got five participations a month or something and it was like 60 euros mm -hmm. you get eight yeah. for 60 okay eight for yeah. 60 and um, yeah it just was too expensive honestly yes. and 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 also I just want to go to the gym twice a week mm -hmm. I mean I just want that like I was just like can someone please help me? <laughs> yeah. Did you ever figure out a solution? I, I haven't, honestly. But I, I go swimming because that's so cheap. And I go swimming twice a week. And, it's the um, best anyway. Why yeah. would you go to a gym? It doesn't make any sense. Like. Well, I do have physiotherapy that I have to do on my knee, which makes a difference mm -hmm. if you're in a gym because you get to use the machines. Uh -huh. That's true. Um, but yeah, I go go to my yoga class, which is which is once a week and swimming twice a week. And at the moment, that's that's fine. I'm I'm not ready to to drop sixty euros a month from there. No, don't. Yeah. Do it. I would not advise it. I would mm. not, especially if you're not being here for a but long time. But this is the thing, and and anybody who's listening, who is interested in a entrepreneurial opportunity in Berlin, a a, a short term gym business. Except you don't make any money that way. Well, how does pure gym in the UK get make its money then? 
because they seem to, they have gyms by not having employees just pods yes but it works and it and it's amazing because you don't need employees and this is the thing also about about what i found with the gyms they're always trying to sell you this upgrade 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 always, upgrade yeah, that's very true. and and i don't need the upgrades i don't want a personalized physiotherapy room and a hydro <laughs> sauna doodle i just want a normal I need gym the machine i think so you want to check out mcfit i think that's what okay yeah. i will have a look. yeah no check out mcfit yeah. if they have like a month but also be prepared it's like also like depending on where you work like you know it's it's not really, it's really not the nicest, low. not the nicest place. <laughs> but do you see what I mean? Though there yeah. is room for this in Berlin. There is there room is. for like for gyms to be revolutionized. There is, there is. Maybe that's I, an opportunity if, for you. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you come back on our next episode, entrepreneurship. I don't know what do you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then the final point on your—we're still talking about cultural differences, mm. by the way. Uh, your final point on your list is types of people. Yeah. That's just, yeah, well, without wanting to offend many people. <laughs> I've done a lot of that on this podcast. Um, I think the, what do I think about um, Berliners? They I'm are, curious to know. They're an interesting bunch. <laughs> Politely said. Um, they're not the happiest people I've ever met. No. And actually, that's, that's how do you know you've only been here for a month. how can you know if people I are can happy? trust me you know with the facial you know, expressions you know. and and the, and the cultural, experience you have intercultural no. competence is all about accepting the differences Absolutely. but but not judging as, them when when you travel to a place and you traveled you can pick up like 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 on a type of culture yeah. by the first impression because first impressions are a thing and most times what you see is what you get I, but I, I don't know if people are happy or not, just by the okay, way. Okay, maybe they... maybe happy is the wrong word. I, I don't know. Maybe friendly. F- friendly is better. But listen, I am all for accepting cultural differences, and 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 that's fine. However, However <laughs> smile. However, <laughs> yeah. Sometimes a smile goes a really long way, it and it really makes you feel welcome in a it place. It does. I visited Helsinki like three, four weeks ago, and I didn't realize how terrified i am like seriously to live in like berlin to where like i go into a place there they're smiling at me i'm shaking yeah because i'm so used to people yelling at me here <laughs> yeah. and i'm like just them smiling at me and saying hello yeah changed my entire mood yeah i think also being from the states and like the something that is really different here is customer service yes mm-hmm. that's totally different Very. so walking into like a cafe or a restaurant, often I, I'm getting the feeling that they don't want me there. <laughs> yes, I'm like, hey guys, I'm first of all, sorry for entering. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry for, for a place of business yeah. where you want my money. Yeah. Yeah. Excuse me. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I mean, I I want I one hundred percent agree. We talked about this on Easy yeah. German so many times. It's and we don't really realize that it is that way until we leave. You know, when like mm-hmm. when Kari and Janusz and I went to the US. That's all we talked about, how amazed we were, they how were people so were just genuinely nice and friendly and like happy for lack yeah. of a better word. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, and I don't think it's that people are unhappy here. I think also people don't show it on their faces. Right. People yeah. are more 
People are here are more reserved. Yeah. And that's a, Closed, I guess. That's a thing. It's yeah. not my thing, yeah. but it's a thing. And this is that's I think still the biggest cultural shock for me. Cause I'm I am I'm very American. So we're very much this like even even if it's fake, it's still like first impressions is always hello, be yeah, polite. Absolutely. And you don't have that here. No. And I am a sensitive person, so I take everything personal <laughs> too. So I'm like, why do they hate me? <laughs> Just said hello. I just asked if you guys were open. Yeah, and and where I come from, um, Bristol is a really it's it's known to be a really friendly city. Like you can be walking up the hill to the shops, and it's very normal to just have a conversation with someone at the bus stop or in the shop when you're getting something. And and I miss that. If I'm being honest, yeah, I do miss that. Uh, Yeah, I do miss talking to strangers and making connections and stuff like that. Like 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 it's something like. I kind of feel like I like, and I catch myself like with I call resting bitch face a yeah. lot because I see everyone else having resting bitch face. So I'm like, oh, I have to like do the same thing, and I don't like having resting bitch face. You know, I like being happy. So like, it's really weird trying to like kind of pick and choose the the parts about Berlin that you want to adopt, but then also like like settle and push away the parts that you don't want to take in and stuff. Yeah. It can be very, very tricky. Yeah. It it comes with a lot of like, yeah. Like anything, there's 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 the pros and cons yes. there. And then you 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 know, and again, these are all these are all cultural differences. They do they make or break a place? Probably not. We're still not. here. We're still here, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's changing yeah. too. And yes. like, you know, people like us that wanted to change can just, like you said, like remember to Smile. <laughs> you know, to look like you want to look or give the impression when you enter a place that you want to give. And then, because the other thing is that, yes, that's kind of the default that people are a little bit reserved, grumpy, whatever. But then if you kill them with kindness and you, you know, approach them with a big smile, like many people then change completely. Yes, mm-hmm. I will say the security guard at Aldi by, by my flat went like I've lived there for like almost like six, seven months. And honestly, at this point now, he's pretty nice to me. Like it, it went from mm, mm, hello, hi, choose. And then he says like yeah. something else. And then like I came in the store, like by closing, he was like three minutes. And I'm like, okay. I'm, that's like, an improvement yeah, though. I'm like, yeah. okay, I've I've crossed the line. We've we've made yeah. it. And I, I think that's the time as well, isn't it? Yes. And and I've heard this and I've heard this on the Easy German podcast that sometimes it can just take longer to build up the relationships yes. rather than maybe in America or the UK, yes. you can you can fairly quickly get off mm-hmm. with, not get off, yeah. but you know, like be, be friends develop, with someone yes. and develop a prep friendship. And yeah. I'll be honest too. I mean, like most of those first impressions that you get in America or even the UK aren't quite fake mm. too. Like you might get the That's first. That's the argument that people in Germany will always give. Like yeah. it's just all fake and we're just honest. But, but then when you get there, you realize, no, it's not all fake. People no, are just friendly. It, it's and just it, friendly. It can be I mean, we're not generally going to be like, sometimes if someone says they're going to hang out with you, that's fake. They're not going to hang out with you. But we generally do like to be polite and like put our best foot forward first and foremost. I just wish a little pe- people did that here more, but I accept things as they are. I'm not going to leave. <laughs> so back to the, 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 the au pairing, hmm. the final point on your list is the top tips yes, to top make an au pair stay great. Yes. What are your top tips? So um, the first thing that I would... I would tell to any prospective au pairs is to 
Um, I've written here, understand your non-negotiables beforehand. And boundaries. This is your boundaries, exactly. What you what you really want to get out like if you, of your au pair stay. So if you had to boil it down to one thing, do you want to become fluent in the language? Do you want to live in a city like Berlin and experience that? And And don't almost, I would say, don't budge on that. You know, if you want to learn German and become fluent, in the language, find a family that are only going to speak to you in German, and and the same goes for other things. Because this is this is your year, this is your time, and you've got to make sure that you use it in the way that you want it to be used. Um, video call your family beforehand. <laughs> this is an obvious point, but you you don't know who's going to be online. And also, you need to meet them. You need to understand how they are. And and I would say minimum two if not three calls would be good just to, mm-hmm. just to really get to know them. And, and I mean, yeah. I would imagine most families would want to do this. Anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but then you were saying, don't just have them interview you. You should interview them. Yeah. yeah. In, it's, it's both sides. It goes both ways. Are there any like safety parameters also for all players? Mm. Cause maybe if they get themselves into a situation that they, they weren't expecting to or whatnot, like, yeah. like how can all pair protect themselves or make sure that what they're getting them to is secure and safe? Yeah. So I think, if you went through an agency, they would maybe have some of these parameters to help you out. If you're just going to do what I did, which was through Au Pair World, then you've got um, the contract, which isn't legally binding, but is still a, a mark of a commitment, right? Mm-hmm. And you've also got the health insurance. And if you find yourself, if you come to your host country and, and you absolutely hate it, you can switch families. And that's mm-hmm. fairly easy to do. And, it, and it's common. I mean, I did it. So... Um, yeah, don't be don't be afraid if it's not working out to to make a change and do something else. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say also, yeah, find those mutual interests between you and your au pair child that work that makes makes for life much easier. And um, when you're both enjoying something, the time goes so much more quickly. That's true. Um, and okay, this is this is something that I wish maybe if I could go back, I would tell myself, which is don't feel pressured into saying yes to an au pair family too quickly. Explore your options beforehand. That is so true. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so Cause, true. Because if I think back now, one of my non-negotiables, one of my really important things was to be in Berlin, but I didn't, I thought, oh, I found this family. They've said they want me. They're, they're a lovely family. I'll just say yes. I didn't really sit and think, is it really what I wanted? Um, but yeah, that, that those would be my my top tips. Yeah, I think that whole non-negotiable, like, or um, not feeling pressure, I think is a thing just with our generation. Yeah. Just very easy just to say yes. People one, pleases. you don't want to hurt yeah. other people. But then in time, you end up hurting yourself more and then always having to redo everything again is very, very important thing too. Like, yeah, res- have a little bit respect for yourself. And yeah. if, if you have decisions, if you have things that are your non-negotiables, then to, like, stick to that yeah. you know, and respect yourself for those yeah, things. Yeah, absolutely. And and be open with your host family. Like, tell them what you want to get out of the stay on the first video call. And I and this, is, this leads into, like, my next point about just having good communication with them. One thing that um, I did with my first host family that really worked well is we had like a, a weekly meeting, just very informal, where we just sat down and spoke about what was going well, what wasn't going well. And it meant that we didn't bottle up things that we, we were annoyed about. And that was really important. 
um, I remember like the first one, I'd left some crumbs on the like the, the kitchen table or, some, or something really, something really little. But because we had that space to then talk about it, I, I respected that that was something that my host mum wanted me to look after mm-hmm. and make sure there wasn't any kind of residual mess on the, on the table. And, and, and it goes both ways again. So you can say, listen, this isn't working out for me. Can we change this? Mm -hmm. You know, I really want to go to a yoga class on Friday. Can I do dinner on a Thursday or something like that? Yeah. You're learning so much. Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) Learning how to be friends and yeah, get along with people.